Hello, and welcome to this episode of Tech, Linux, and Hacker Culture. I am your host, J.R. Swab. You can find me at J.R. Swab anywhere on the internet as J.R.S.W.A.B. Today, we're going to piggyback off the last episode with some more health-based stuff. This is titled, How to Get Healthy as a Technology Enthusiast. Many of us sit around all day, and... Uh, if you're like myself, you found yourself a little overweight at one point in time, or maybe you still are. As geeks, nerds, and technology lovers spend most of our day in front of a computer. We wake up and head to work where we spend eight hours on a computer to pay the bills. Then we come home and turn on our own computers to relax with some games, go to a project, or make content for the web. All this adds up, and we find ourselves overweight and out of shape. This is what happened to me over the years. I never got too large, considering, but I was overweight and kept putting on pounds. I'm about 5 foot 9 inches, or 175 centimeters tall, and I weighed 192 pounds, or 87 kilograms, the day I realized what was happening. By no means did I hold the weight well, and looking at old photos, comparing it to how I looked in high school was very eye-opening. I tried a few diets, and only once did I lose any weight, but then when I stopped, it all just came right back, plus extra. Talk about frustrating. Disclaimer, I am not a doctor, and all the information that follows in this podcast is my experience on losing weight. Do your own research to learn what will work best for you and your condition. Don't listen to some random nerd on the internet. So, my journey. April 2015, this is when I started doing a slow-carb diet, as outlined by Tim Ferriss in his book, one of his books. I lost about 10 pounds, which is 4.5 kilos, in about a month. The problem was, I hated it a lot. (laughs) Once I stopped the diet, I gained all the weight back, plus a few extra pounds in the next month. Clearly, this is not sustainable for me but maybe it was due to my lack of understanding. Then there's July 2015. It's here that I learned about intermittent fasting and many of the health benefits that it can have on the body. I remembered that when I was in high school, I never ate breakfast and was basically intermittent fasting without even knowing it. There was no weight gain back then either, and I would eat whatever junk sounded good. After getting into the groove of intermittent fasting, I lost about two pounds or nine-tenths of a kilogram, over the course of that month. Nothing impressive, but I was still eating whatever tickled my fancy and not counting calories. The fasting also improved my mental clarity in the morning, which I liked a lot. The style that I was using at the time was is known as the Lean Gains Method. This is where you stop eating after dinner, you have no snacks or caloric drinks, and then not eat again until 16 hours later. Luckily, eight of those hours, we are asleep, in the first few or after dinner. Then come February 2016. This is where I lost most of my weight. I counted calories and ate at a caloric deficit. Thanks to intermittent fasting, it was much easier since I could eat two big meals instead of three or more small meals. The love of eating is strong with me. And when I eat, I want to eat big. After about two and a half months, my weight dropped down 20 pounds, or 9 kilograms. At that point, my body stopped losing weight. 
and I had and I was there between 170 and 172 uh, for many many months over a year I, I believe from my experiences this was the only reason why I kept the weight off as long as I did was because intermittent fasting December 2017 I was a Still 170 at the time. I was eating whatever I wanted and moved my eating window to about six hours instead of eight hours. This changed, uh, the change in fasting time has helped me uh, to keep from eating snacks around two o'clock in the afternoon. Another thing I started dabbling in 27, in December 2017 is uh, ketosis in, the, in a ketogenic diet, eating high fat isn't interesting and seems to keep me full longer. This even comes without the midday crash that normally comes on a standard diet. And now, today, this is March 2018, I am doing keto most days. I, I eat high, well, I, don't know, I wouldn't call it keto. I'm eating a low carb, high fat most days, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, I'm more generous because I'll be with friends and family. If I go to someone's house and they're making something, I'm not going to tell them I can't eat it. I think that's rude. Since I got real serious in January about eating high fat, low carb, I have lost 10 pounds. And that 10 pounds is only body fat because I am not losing muscle mass. I do work out. Uh, I do go to the gym and I lift weights. I'm also experimenting with what is known as single set to failure using my body weight. This is a more recent thing. I don't know how it's going to go, but it seems to be pretty pretty useful. I'm keeping on muscle mass, which is nice. I can still pick up the heavy things I picked up a month ago, lifting weights. So we'll see how things go from there. Um, I'm, it's working really well. And I've also... Uh, starting this week, I actually pushed my eating window back even further. I'm trying the one meal a day approach to intermittent fasting. See how I like it. Uh, it's weird, and my body's not used to it yet, but whenever you're changing something like this, I find that you need to give it a week. Uh, so come next week, come Monday of this coming week, I'll see how I feel. Um, I do the one meal a day a lot on the weekends when I'm home just you know hanging out, but uh, not so much at work. And I find it's, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting concept and it's very if it, it feels quite interesting. So we're going with that. That being said, let's talk about the technologies that we can use to help us in our in our health goals, whether it's weight loss or just healthiness. There's a ton of, there can be a ton of confusion over meals and exercise and sleep and so I have apps that we can talk about. I don't talk about apps very often, but surprisingly, apps do help especially when counting calories. The biggest and most popular is called MyFitnessPal. Uh, I've tried many apps over the years to count calories, and that's, that's the best one. With it, you can track calories, you can track macros, you can track water, you can track exercise. A lot you can do with that, and there's even a pro version you can pay for, which is even more features involved. Oh, it's hard to know how much an ounce or gram is across different foods. We do kind of learn as we go, and you can easily look up on the internet how to uh, estimate portion sizes. You can also grab a cheap food scale and weigh everything until you understand uh, how much things are. There's an app called Fooducate, Fooducate, F-O-O-D-U-C-A-T. This is another app, um, as I said, and with this you can search for a food and it will give you the, the grade of the food, F being the worst and A being the best. 
They even list out the nutrition information and why they gave the food the score they chose. Keep in mind that if you are on a low-carb diet, you need to read this information. Not, not necessarily with the app, but on the packages you eat anyway. This is because they, um, they will grade food with it. This app will grade food as, such as wheat bread and, as an A, even though it's full of non-fibrous carbs that jack up your blood sugar and insulin more than sugar does. Another cool app that I like to use is called, uh, there's two of these actually, there's Sleep as Android and Twilight. These both work on phones without Google Play services. You just have to get the Yelp store and you can download them from there. Uh, this app, uh, I think they're both owned on Android, but there's other ones on iOS if you if you use one of those phones. What Twilight, uh, I mean, I mean what, what Sleep as Android does is it tracks your sleeping habits each night uh, and lets you, gives you tips and ideas to improve your sleep. Without sleep, it's much harder to get healthy and lose weight. While sleep still baffles science, we do at least know it's important to get as close to eight hours as we can. Along with the sleep tracking app, it's good to use an app like Twilight. With this and other apps like it do is change the color of your device's screen from the default blue hue to a more orange and red hue. Blue light can mess up our circadian rhythm, making it harder to fall asleep. The harder it is to fall asleep, the less sleep we get. There's, uh, if you're on Linux, you can check out Redshift. It is a cool app. Uh, I believe it's on, I believe you can probably download it for Windows and Mac as well, but I, I use Linux. So Redshift does the same thing for your computer and your phone. You can use Twilight or another app like it. Some blue black, some blue blocking uh, app. Now they do make glasses too. So if you wear glasses, you can get lenses, special lenses. They're still clear, but they block with blue light. So for devices such as televisions where you cannot change the hue of the t the hue of the screen, you can still get you can still block the blue light with the glasses. Finally, if you do work out and you do lift weights, check out Liftium, L-I-F-T-I-U-M. It is on the F-Droid repositories. I like this app, track my weightlifting as when I use weights, that is. Um, and it's simple and easy to use. You can add your own exercise into the app if it's not there by default. And uh, you may want something more complex or just use the fitness tracker in MyFitnessPal, but I find Liftium a nice middle ground as I can back it up myself and, you know, be a little more nerdy about it. Either way, it's a smart choice to track exercise so we know that the, that the weight we're losing is fat and the scale is not just, um, or, or our body's not burning protein, and that the day, if we don't lose weight one week, but we have more muscle, we can lift heavier things, we know that we had to have lost body fat because our weight has not changed. So there's some cool apps you can use. I don't usually talk about apps, but hey, this is important. We need to be healthy. Healthier we are, the more uh, we can be productive, the longer we'll live and be able to enjoy this life that we are are given, bestowed, and we can be nerds for even longer. So thank you for listening to this episode of Tech, Linux, and Hacker Culture. If you like what you heard, give some good feedback. I don't wherever you listen to it. I don't know where you listen to this, but you know, push a like button if it's there, or follow, or something like that. And uh, if you are so inclined to give me money, I am on Patreon at J R S W A B. Find me there. 
Thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay nerdy.